Welcome to the Power Hour. I'm Adrienne Herbert, wellness coach, international speaker and author. Each week I speak to a variety of guests from business founders to Olympic athletes, leading coaches, changemakers and innovators to find out their daily habits, their rules to live by and what motivates them to get up out of bed each day. Personally, I am on a mission to encourage, motivate and inspire. So I hope that the Power Hour will help you to achieve your personal and professional goals. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, the first thing that I have to mention, the first thing I have to say this week is a big well done, a huge congratulations and a huge thank you to every single person who completed the London Marathon at the weekend, to every single person who came out and stood and cheered in the rain. It rained the entire day and I just wanted to share some love, share some encouragement no matter how you're feeling this week, if you're feeling amazing because it's done or if you're feeling a little bit... I don't know, a bit post-marathon blues, feeling a bit deflated. What am I going to focus on now? If you didn't get your time, if you did get your time, whatever. Completing that distance, 26 miles, is such an achievement. So much money was raised. It's such an incredible day. And to be a part of it was amazing. So for everyone who cheered me on, for everyone who sponsored me, for everyone involved in the Outrunners charity, I just wanted to take a moment to give you all some love not gonna lie my legs have just about recovered I'm not sure that I will be signing up to any more marathons anytime soon but I felt so happy and so proud to be running for the outrunners to be helping them with their mission of getting more people of color getting more black people into sports and into running so big ups to the outrunners and well done everyone who completed the London Marathon All right, let's dive into this week's episode because today I am joined by UK broadcaster, TV and radio presenter and founder of The Mainstream, Rimmel London. Hey girl! How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good, thank you. I'm very, very well. Um, Happy to be here as well. So good to see you. I know that this episode is going to be a lot of fun (laughs) because you are someone who radiates energy. I usually have a lot of energy, still, as I say, recovering from the marathon. Listen, I salute you. I salute everyone that got involved in this year's marathon because this is such a huge achievement, which I have never considered <laughs> and I probably never will so I, I honestly big you up and like the fact that you're doing it for charity and just inspiring so many young people is beautiful so well done oh thank you <laughs> and hey never say never because oh, I've heard mm. a lot of people say that oh. and then they come they come calling me in a few months saying hey you know I said I'd never do the marathon help me <laughs> so yeah to be fair to be fair I, I I am one of those people that sometimes I do feel like hmm Inspiration has struck me again. Let's you go. See? But you never know. You never know. Watch so yeah. this space, people. <laughs> so as I said, I know today's going to be a lot of fun. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, I'm sure they do anyway, but for anyone who doesn't know, you are, as I said, a broadcaster, a TV presenter, radio presenter. You are a live host. I feel like you are on stage with a mic every day. I see you doing so many, so many things. Yeah. And it's, oh, we love to see it. And I know that you studied broadcast journalism at university. I did. So I'm going to assume that you've been pretty intentional about your career choices. And working in the creative industries is challenging. You know, yeah. I have lots of friends who work in TV, in radio, in creative, in fashion, in music, all these different industries where... There's a lot of fun and we often see that side, you know, we see the Insta posts, we see the the kind of the front of it, you know, we yeah, see yeah, the, yeah, the work part, but we see the fun. But I know that there's also a lot of challenges as well. So we'll kind of get into probably all of it today. <laughs> but I'd love to start with 
yeah, you were intentional about this job. I'm assuming it's what you wanted to do and now you're doing it yeah. every day, day in, day out. So what do you love the most about your job? I think the most exciting thing about it is you never know what you're going to be doing. So like, for example, I do voiceovers and like, you know, you get to see adverts before, they're, before they've launched. Or you get to see TV shows before they, they've launched because you're doing like promos and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, ooh, I get a little, I get a very behind the scenes look at the industry from so many different perspectives. Or when I turn up to an event, you never know who you're going to meet. Like funnily enough, I did an event a couple of weeks ago and um, I met like the vice president of Disney. Whoa. Just chatting casually. <laughs> and then he was like, fan of disney i'm like of course <laughs> who's not a fan of disney? <laughs> he was like oh my gosh you should come to our next premiere i'm like okay okay <laughs> and that's the thing you're just in a world where you're meeting really cool people who are in charge of premieres and in charge of like all these kind of things and like you you get exposed to so many wonderful worlds who knew i was going to be going to like a disney premiere like at my big age <laughs> I, I can't wait so like you know i feel like i'm always meeting amazing people I'm always learning about the industry, but I think my favorite thing is is the people I meet, the worlds I get to dip into, and like you know, I still can go home and be a normal person, but I got to see behind the scenes of everything, so yeah. that's the fun. And yeah, I love people in general. Mm. I love meeting people. That's a big, big bonus for me. Mm. What would you say are some of the things that maybe people don't see or assumptions? So as I said, people see the fun stuff, and as you described, you know, yeah. you love it. You get to meet all these people. You might be going to premieres. You might be doing these these really fun, wonderful things. But I know how hard you work. I know the Thank work you. that it takes <laughs> to maintain a career in that industry. So yeah, what's I guess some of the unseen work or some of the things that people might not know about your job? I think, funnily enough, it sounds weird, but there's a lot of admin as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what people don't know is that, like, you know, a lot of it is following up emails. A lot of it is, you know, getting your diary organised. Like, you know, where do I have to be? And and what time? And ha what's my route? Like, me and Google Maps, best friends. <laughs> because I'm always on the move somewhere. And it's like, you're always preparing for the next... Like, you know, you're probably doing research at home. There's a lot of stuff. Before you do a fun, exciting event, you need to do your research. So as much as I get to get dressed up and glam the night before, the day before, how sometimes it's last minute. The, the morning of, mm. you might be doing some research and prep and stuck in your laptop for a long time. So mm. um, I think that's the bit that people don't realise that, you know, people that are in the creative industry are very organised. Mm. We, we have to have a diary. We have to have a schedule. And um, even if you're tired, like, you know, there's sometimes I'm at an event late at night, the night before, and then the next morning you're up bright and early. Your voice has to be awake. Your face needs to be awake. And you're like, oh, I didn't factor in all of that time. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes it's actually, you know what, turn up and be yourself. But um, you have to be very organised and being that keyboard warrior sometimes mm. is very important. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. I think there's a level of self-discipline required that, as you describe, people might not see. But if you are working late, if you are up early, if you are having to... You might, you know, navigating where you're going every single day, being somewhere different, having a different routine. I suppose you have to kind of create your own routine when you can. Yeah. But for you, you said, oh, it's really exciting. You know, every week's different. I don't know what I'm doing next week. But for some people, I feel like that would cause them so much stress and anxiety because they, <laughs> do you know what I mean? People that like it's routine true. might be like, hang on, I don't know next month what I'm doing work-wise or, for example, planning things in advance, yeah. like planning to book a trip or go to a friend's wedding or these kind of things I know can be challenging. So do you think that your personality just allows you to kind of go with it or have you just learned to over time? I 
it, in all honesty, I get bored really quickly. So it actually does benefit me to have a different different look at my week ahead. Because if I'm like, oh, I'm going to be doing that every day next week. Ew. Like, <laughs> to me, that that can be boring. And even if it is, like, you know, there have been times I've had to be, be on set for like a show every day next week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, that is really repetitive. But then when you get there, you're like, actually, every day is different. So there are times where I'm like, stop being silly. Like, you do a fun job, you do you do what you love. But the idea of, I have to wake up, I have to be there for seven mm. every day. What? That's crazy. Like, <laughs> I actually love the idea of like, having a random Wednesday where I get a, li- a lion. Like, people are like, what? Like, what time did you wake up? Like, yeah, I woke up at 10.30. And what? <laughs> like, like I, I actually love having one day's really busy, one day's really chill, one day's really like, who knows what we're doing today? Because I, I will say I'm very spontaneous as well. Like, mm. there might be a day. Like, me and my husband have done this so many times because he's freelance as well, and he'll be like, "Should we go play squash?" Yeah, let's go play squash. Like middle of the day, googling where can we play squash today, and it's like. Let's go there, like traveling halfway across London to play squash in a random new space that we've never been to. It's like, oh, that was fun. Tomorrow, back to the admin or back to yeah. whatever. So I do like switching it up a lot. And I think that is down to my, my personality of just being like, what now? What next? Mm, yeah, yeah, you've got the energy for it, clearly. <laughs> but as I said, you know, you, again, these things sound fun. And I know that you have a lot of fun. And But I also know you work hard. So how do you cultivate that self-discipline to say, you know, to not stay up late when you know you've got to be in an early for radio or to take care of your voice and not maybe go all weekend and do the thing. Like, how do you have the self-discipline? Do you feel like there's any things that you put in place or any things that you, um, I guess, yeah, have to be quite non-negotiable about to ensure that you can turn up and go on stage with your script and nail it? I actually started laughing when you said looking after your voice because oh my gosh back in the day i was known for losing my voice oh no i am that girl in the rave <laughs> hey, hey. and everyone's like why are you screaming i just am having a great time <laughs> and then it got to the point where i realized especially when i started doing voiceovers i was like oh my gosh and to the point where i actually know when my voice is going to go. Mm. Like, I can feel it in my throat. There's like a, there's like a, it's almost like a, a pinch. Mm. And it's like, Ding! it's going to go tomorrow. And I'm oh, like, no. oh no. So you start watering up. Yep. Like, yep. I, I've always been that person, like, in the club. I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm drinking water. Yep. And people are like, what? Like, how are you, like, raving on water? And I'm like, guys, <laughs> I've got things to do this week. Like, don't worry. I'm still going to have the energy. But like, there's been moments where I've even planned when I can go out because mm. I know that voiceover on Tuesday, I need my voice back. So maybe on Monday and like maybe <laughs> on the Sunday and Monday, I'm in recovery, but I need to make sure I have my voice back by a certain time. So there have been times where I'm like, guys, I actually can't come out. Mm. I know that I've got a really big job or a really big hosting gig. I need my voice intact. I can't accidentally be the A girl. (laughs) I need to be rested and recuperated. And um, yeah, I've missed out on stuff sometimes, but then that's part of the job. Like, you know, you know, as a parent, sometimes you're gonna have to realize you can't be everywhere. And for my career, I get paid to be at these places. I can't be everywhere sometimes as well. Mm. So like, sometimes my family, like, you know, especially when it's like bank holidays and stuff like that, people are like, oh yeah, you're coming out. And I'm like, 
ooh, I know it's Sunday. No one else has work on Monday. But you might. But I, or, or I do. You do, you do. <laughs> I have that. Oh, over Christmas, I covered Capital Extra Breakfast. Jeez. Yeah. And that's I, early. Was um, it early? You had to get there for six. Okay. And obviously your voice has to, it's not even just about the fact you have to be there. You have to be alert. You have mm. to be awake. You have to be looking for news. And especially over Christmas, there was no news. So you have to be even more inventive. And like over Christmas, like I had to go to bed super early on Christmas Eve. No, was it Christmas Eve? Christmas Day. I had to go to bed at like 10 mm. and I'm like, we usually like drink and like have late boozy like Christmas yeah. Day. But I'm like, Boxing Day, I'm on radio tomorrow. Mm, yeah. Good night, hon. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly, that's the self-discipline I'm talking about because, you know, I speak to so many different people on this show and sometimes it might be athletes, sometimes it might be business founders, sometimes it might be people in creative industries. And I think, as I say, this idea that, you know, the work that you do, whether it's the seen work or the unseen work, it is still work. Definitely. And sometimes it will require sacrifice and discipline and perseverance and these boring things, which everyone's like, yeah, okay. But <laughs> there is a job where you can just have loads of fun. It's like, no, it will always be if you want to, I think, have, you know, a long career and, yeah. and do your work well, it does require these things. Definitely. So on the note of work and hustle, I'm going to kind of keep stay on this theme. What do you firstly think about the idea of, hustle culture because I think even more so in the creative industries more than in the corporate world I think this idea that I have definitely experienced among my friends and peers is that it's kind of you know you have to be everywhere you have to be doing everything you can't just do one thing anymore because there's social media and there's podcasting and there's audio and there's radio and there's writing and there's blogging and it's basically (laughs) saying to people wait you've got to have a youtube channel you've got to have a podcast you've got to do your day job and this idea that if you're not doing all those things if you're not hustling 24 7 you know like you mentioned going to events go to that event meet this person speak to that pr boom 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 we move 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 to the point where i think people have Either they've kind of just burnt out and gone completely the other way where they're just like, I do not engage in hustle culture. Or there's the idea that it's the only way that you will succeed. Mm. So I'd love to know what you think firstly about hustle culture. I mean, I think it's evolved so much over the years because when I got out of uni, I was like, I have to be everywhere. I need to meet everyone. But then they get to a point where you get burnt out, you get exhausted or there's no one else to meet. <laughs> You've met everybody. <laughs> Literally, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but like, depending on what scene you're in, like you are going to see familiar faces and always see the same people. So especially in music, like, you know, I was always at the live music shows and there's only so many artists or new talent or all that kind of stuff that you can introduce yourself to because yeah cool you want to get their music and you want to play it on your show but then okay you've seen them you've met them you've introduced yourself you're waiting for that opportunity what now and um it does sound really strange that you're like i don't need to be there like i don't need to keep schmoozing and like people get it and there was a point where people were starting to be like what do you actually do and I was even confused because I was like, I'm just going to be at an event. Mm. And they're like, but wh- why? Are you covering <clears throat> it? Are you filming? Are you?" And then to the point where I was like, oh, maybe I should review it or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, sometimes you can't just be outside for the sake of being outside because it's like, but do you think social media plays a part in that? Because I think being there to be there, you know, to post the stories, to post on the grid, to post the outfit, to say, I'm here, I'm there. Yeah. I think there's two parts. One is that perception matters. And so yeah. we want, often people want to be seen there and that's enough. And then other times I think it's 
the desire to kind of showcase to people, look, I'm important, I'm relevant, I'm cool, I'm this, I'm that. And I think it's a really fine line between saying to people, and maybe further on in your career, you might have now a different perspective because you don't need to be everywhere. But do you think at the start, if you hadn't had that approach, you would have had the same success? I mean, again, going back to the early days, as much I'm the A girl in the club, but I'm especially the, your favorite hype person at a live music show. Okay. I was at the front of the audience every time, clapping, cheering, letting people know like, I love music, yeah. yeah. And um, it got me noticed, like it actually got me jobs. Like yeah. people were like, who's that girl? Like, what did she do? I'm like, oh, I'm a presenter. If you need a host, da 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 And then yeah. people were like, oh, all right. I guess we will host you, like book you. But then it got to the point where it was like, actually this this space isn't always positive it's always not always great environments like you know sometimes just being out like i said just being outside isn't always beneficial mm. and it can get I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what was the main thing that made me realize i can't do this because i just felt like i was doing it for this for being outside sake rather than actually being intentional and now i'm very much like I'm going to go somewhere to support someone because I want um, that's my friend. Or I'm going to go somewhere because, you know, I really want to build a relationship maybe with, like you said, the PRs or something. But if you're just going to take photos <laughs> and do image, it's not that. It's, it's not worth it for me. Mm. Like, I got bored of the, the facade of it all. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I felt like this is really fake. Yeah. And, like, maybe we're not all enjoying ourselves and maybe we're just here because we feel like we have to be, we don't actually need to be here. And that's when I started figuring out, okay, why am I here? What do I want out of this? Mm. Oh, I could have actually just chilled today. Because maybe tomorrow I actually do have work that Mm. I'm really invested in and now I'm tired. Yeah, oh my gosh, yes. And also, or put that time to something else. So one one word you said was intentional. So, you know, am I being intentional? What am I doing here? Why am I here? Yeah. Which is incredibly important. But, you know, I talk a lot about time. Obviously, we'll get onto that with Power Hour. But the idea that you are using that time and that energy, this is a limited resource. You know, like your energy and your time and your attention is a limited resource. So if you are, whatever it is that you're doing, if you think actually could this time be better spent doing something else so actually working on the craft or actually writing the book or writing the scripts or researching as you said or even just practice whatever it is sleep rest those things it doesn't always feel like maybe you tell us how you feel but sometimes those things don't feel like the progress part it's the bit you know it's a boring bit it's like okay for example myself right now I'm in a writing season, so I am writing. And some days I will sit there and it's painful and it's just, you know, forcing myself to stay at my desk and not a lot of words come out. Other times, you know, it gets to the end of the day and I feel like, yes, this was, I've written loads and I've really got the idea and it's exactly what I wanted to say. But that is the boring bit. People don't see that bit on social media. Yeah. People don't, you know, you're not getting dressed up for that. There's nothing exciting about that bit. So, of course, given the opportunity being like, oh, come out to this. Oh, go to this thing. Oh, do you want to? It feels so much more like you're doing something when actually I find when I'm the busiest socially or going here, there, that's when I'm doing the least. Yep, 100%. Like you you are spending time getting dressed up, traveling across wherever or spending money on on cabs. And you're like, (laughs) wait, what am I doing? Why am I spending so, um, investing so much time and money and effort in an event that's only going to be an hour? Um, 
to be fair, in all honesty, the PR or the organizer just wanted a picture of you. <laughs> like they just wanted you to be like, oh, she's here. Click, 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 click. And then you've actually done their job. They were, Their job was to make sure people arrive. And then you realize, oh, this isn't, this isn't fun. This is weird. Why am I here? <laughs> like, there's a lot of people, and, and you know, I, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of fake and toxic people in the industry. Mm. And even giving, giving your energy to those spaces is like, you know, oh, actually, am I one of them now? Oh, wow, yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Am I just one of these fake people that's just, you know, schmoozing? Oh, hi, darling. Oh, like, really? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. We don't actually enjoy this time together. It feels for us. So um, I've, I've kind of learned to make sure that I spend time with actually people I like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and people that make me feel comfortable yeah. because that's what I mean by the, the toxic bit is people that make you feel uncomfortable, mm. that make you feel insecure, that make you feel like, you, stop you know. being yourself. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, sometimes the question that people always ask and don't really always know that it's quite triggering. What are you up to now? <laughs> I knew it. What's your next project? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't know. And also, you know what's interesting about this? Because I used to be in the, the theatre world and I've got lots of friends who are you know, actors or uh, my younger sibling as well. And it's that's the question that people always say they hate is you go to something, oh, what have you been up to, babe? And what they mean is, <laughs> what what film are you in? What show are you in? Yeah. What programme are you working on? What audition have you just been to? And it almost becomes like, a, people just roll their eyes now. They're like, don't ask me that. Because what they mean is it's almost like this measure of your last the last thing you did yeah and i don't know again in the athlete community it might be around you know like the last race you did or the last match that you played or you know i don't know if in other industries it's as kind of visible and like these benchmarks of achievement and always always having something to say that i just did this or i just filmed that or just being like yeah i'm chilling and it's interesting because i have a friend who's an actress yeah and she's had so many career highlights like insane her cv is insane but she's also had times in her life where she hasn't worked for ages you know yeah. that's an actor that's an actress's life Definitely. and in those times she was like you know if she had a day job if she was working literally a day job she would lie about it and she, we, we laugh about it now but she used to say to me she'd be like yeah I just used to lie about it because yeah. she'd feel this kind of shame or this kind of way that she was just you know working a normal job in between the hustle yeah. and it's interesting I don't know if it's evolved or whether I'm just not as much in, a part of it anymore but it's so funny that you said that question is like what have you been doing babe or where have you yeah. you know and it's just this yeah, I don't know. Maybe just I've been I've been happy. I've been chilling. Literally. I've been... And it's like, you know, as much as it's like I've accidentally said it to people and I'm like, oh, my God, why that sounds so douchey. Why do I ask that? But then at the same time, you are interested in people. But then at the same time, you don't want to just validate them by their last job. Like, mm. that's just unfair. And, you know, the the most recent question as well is like, you know, oh, how's married life? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. And I'm like, oh my God, should I be saying something else? <laughs> what do I say? Um, happiest I've ever been? Like <laughs> Imagine you're like, it's it's awful. Imagine you're just like, what do I do now? <laughs> this Literally. is the biggest mistake. And then oh the the, the elephant in the room for women. Oh. When's the baby? Oh gosh. When's... Ramel, don't even go there because you know what? So you're newlywed. Yeah. So you're gonna have to hear that question a lot. And then if you do decide, I don't know, maybe you wanna have a baby, then you best believe as soon as you have that baby, oh wow, when you're gonna have a sibling, when you have a... I'm not even joking, it never ends. I can tell you that with a twelve year old son, it oh. never ends. And it's a as you said, for 
women it's you know i mean we could do a whole separate podcast on that but it's just why do we have these yeah constant benchmarks of like what job you're doing or if you're with a guy you know oh are you gonna get married or a girl if you're married are you gonna have a baby like why we've got this constant like what are you going to achieve next literally because our culture is obsessed with achievement and that's why going outside can be sometimes (laughs) (laughs) stay your ass at home (laughs) it's like actually i don't want to go outside today because there's way too many questions i'm not prepared for (laughs) like i do i genuinely feel like sometimes you have to hype yourself up Mm. and it's those times where i'm like no i'm not doing it today okay i'm i have no i have nothing in my belly to give you like i am staying home and i'm watching reruns or or a binging whatever is hot right now because yeah. that is actually more comfortable for me so last point on this then because i love to give people actionable advice on this show things they can kind of try and implement you know so if someone's listening to this and they are in the creative industries and maybe they can relate to some of the things that we've talked about <laughs> and we've you've said you know it's not about the being here being there being everywhere that kind of hustle culture what would your advice be then in terms of how people can best use their energy time resource attention so one thing you mentioned is multiple revenue streams so I guess, yeah, what would your advice be in terms of how people could implement that advice? What kind of things could they do? I think it's really important and it sounds really cliche, but you have to love what you do. Like, don't do it just because it's a a, a get-rich-quick scheme. Like, you know, like going back to what I said, people are saying, oh my gosh, if you DJed, you'd be killing it. You can get grands for like an hour. And I'm like, "Mm, but I don't enjoy it. And people are like, what? How can you not? But it's the money. And I'm like, it's really not. Because if I'm going to have a frigging panic attack every time I step on that frigging podium and open up the decks and fear that everything's going to crash, it's not worth my time. Like, literally, it's actually not worth it. So I've definitely turned down DJ gigs and all that kind of stuff because I'm like, "I I can't deal with this pressure. So be really, again, going back to intentional about what is you love, what is that's really easy and attainable for you to do. Um, But also see something that you love and that can make money. So if you believe you are supposed to be uh, an actress or a singer or whatever, like make sure you're looking for bookings and looking for jobs and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, do it because you love it. Do it because it's something that you have access to. I mean, that's easier said than done because people always ask me, how'd you get jobs? How'd you get booked? And I'm like, in all honesty, mine is based off of my, my, my experience yeah. people book me because they know i've done it a long time and you'll get your get your jobs worth but also i network consistently i'm mm. always networking i'm always looking for opportunities to introduce myself to people you know meeting vice presidents of disney like mm-hmm. why not hopefully i get booked yeah but at the same time it was really lovely to meet them mm. so you know again be intentional about where the spaces you're in the connections you make and love it you have to be really passionate about it regardless otherwise it's gonna be a job yeah yes great advice listen people listen and learn (laughs) okay so i want to look back to something you said a few moments ago when you were talking about you know what some days when you said i'm just going to stay home today because Mm -hmm. i cannot give you x y and z so i want to talk about that a little bit because as everyone here everyone can hear you know we've both got a lot of energy we're both like (laughs) you said we love what we do and i think a question that i often get asked is like oh surely you don't feel great every single day surely every day is not like you just jump out of bed power our vibes you you know you're doing all the things and you're training for the marathon and you know when do you i guess have a like an off day or how do you how do you you know we all have ups and downs in our life so I wanted to talk to you about that because for some people it might be overwhelmed so they might say sometimes I get overwhelmed I might it might 
manifest in a number of ways it might be that they feel tired and exhausted and have brain fog it might be that they feel uh, anxious or stressed out it might just be that they don't want to do whatever it is they've got to do that day so as i say we're both you know we're all human and we all have it yeah so firstly yeah do you have that experience when do you feel like and how do you navigate that when it shows up for you the first thing that came to mind when you was when you're saying that is that having boundaries like knowing what feels forced what feels good you know i really do think about why am i doing this like what what is the and sometimes sometimes in all honesty is what's the financial gain what's the professional professional gain like is this going to be a check mark on my on my cv or whatever or do I physically feel fit to get up? Mm. Like, you know, and that is the heavy part. It's like, oh, I actually genuinely don't. And there have been times where I've I've told, like, you know, my husband, I've been like, I'm not on it today. And he's like, have a duvet day then. And I'm like, am I allowed? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, really and truly, what are you doing today? And I'm like, oh, there's a few uh, emails. There's a few calls. Do you know what? Cancel the call reschedule mm. that if you really need that duvet duvet day don't force yourself because you, you might actually mash yourself up even more if you didn't have that rest if you didn't have that time so you know you really you really have to set in and think again just going back to intention and why am i doing this do i do i have the mental capacity to have that conversation or get to that place like you know you have to really think about it but also as much as we don't have a routine, there are things that I commit myself to. So, for example, um, I go to church every Sunday and that has become such a beautiful part of my life because my church family, like we, it's like great friend, great group of friends. And it's like not necessarily that we, we see each other every day or talk every day, but on Sunday I'm with my church people and that's fun. And like mine's a very like vibrant church, like singing, music, dancing, all that kind of stuff. It's a release for me. And there have been times where I've been booked on a Sunday and I'm like, ooh, should I take that book in? Because I'm going to miss church. And people are like, oh, it's just church. And I'm like, no, you don't understand how that makes me feel. Mm. Like, it actually is my reset every week. So there have been times I've turned things down because I'm like, oh, what time? Oh, can I go to church first and then go? And and I've negotiated, like, what time do I have to be there? Because yep. I need to make sure I go to church. And for some people, they might think, that's crazy. Like, you're not getting paid to be at church. No, but that is my spiritual wealth. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> we're not getting paid in what way? Because this is it, isn't it? When we think about wealth, we often just think about financial gain. But yeah. there's a lot of other kind of wealth, which we know, which is our health, yeah. which is our emotional wealth, our time wealth. Like yeah. being time rich, having, you know, agency over your own time. There's lots of different kinds of wealth. Mm. And it, I mean, it's so beautiful that you said that and that not only is it, you know, release for you, it's probably energizing for you, but also being in a space with people who you said, you know, good friendships, relationships, people that consistent community yeah i think a lot of people are lacking that in the world right now let alone 100%. just in you know in whatever industry you're in and i think the lack of community which we know gives people purposefulness so for example i you know i do a lot of research when it comes to our physio physiological well-being but also our overall you know emotional and, and mental well-being and one of the things that uh, you know across the world globally has a direct correlation with life longevity so literally how long you will live is 
one, your sense of purposefulness. So mm. knowing does what I do today matter? And two, being a part of a community where what you're doing not only serves yourself, but serves others. Yeah. So in Japan, in a place called Okinawa, where they have very uh, lots of centarians, so people that live for over 100 years, yes. they don't have a word in their culture that means retire. Oh. Yeah, because essentially what they do is when you finish doing whatever work you might be doing in your career, you then might go into a different kind of kind of work so it might be community you might work in a farm you might work you might take care of younger grandchildren you might be in a school there's all these things so you're still purposeful every day because you get up with something to do someone to take care of something to contribute towards yeah so kind of going off on a tangent but (laughs) no that was good well it made me think when you said about you know people and that it's weekly so every sunday and you see those same people hey how are you how was your week how's your mum? how's your husband that community part people just don't know how much energy it, how much energy it can give them, yeah. how much emotional support it can give them. Having a consistent drumbeat in your life is so important. So whether people get it from church, yeah. whether people get it from their running club on a yeah, Tuesday night, exactly. wherever you find that community, I would really encourage people listening. If you don't have a community, if you you know you might feel like, well, I've got online friends, or I've got people that I work with, or I've got my family, but an actual, I, I suppose it's like a different community that you're yeah. that you're choosing to be a part of. Oh, that's the so that's important. the point. The people you choose to be around are very integral in your life and like, you know, giving positivity to you. Because like, as much as, you know, getting older, I think you realise there's some people you need to you need to leave behind. And it's it's sad, it's heartbreaking. But if they're not making you feel comfortable, if they're not making you feel like, you know, that sense of belonging, it's it's pointless. Like, you know, some and it's really sad to say, but some people are really negative and can dra- like drag you down. And as much as you want to be that friend that is encouraging them, sometimes there's a point where you're like, oh, do you know what? There's actually not much I can do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And also, again, at what cost? What is it costing yeah. you? Because without sounding too harsh, you know, I think we have these polarizing statements, don't we, where people are just like, cut out negative people or do this or that. But as you just said, you know, there are some people who, A, it's not your responsibility. First learning that, that was a big, big unlock for me when I learned finally in my, yeah, mid thirties, finally learned that it's not my responsibility. I was like, oh wow, like it's actually not my responsibility to try to change this person's life or to make them more positive or happy or focused or whatever. But also some people, for whatever reason, and they might have different struggles, different challenges, maybe they are going to change in the future. Maybe they're not. Yeah. But some people don't want to hear it. You know, they don't yeah. want to. It's like, for example, I always say, and, and actually a recent guest on this podcast said, people come to your platform and they come to your podcast. They choose to listen to it because they want a certain kind of information. Yes. So some people are not choosing that, which is cool. And we all know those friends who, let's say they discover something great. Right? Yeah. They discover something new and then you have to do it, Ramel. You have yeah. to. You should do it. You have to do it. You're going to love it. And you're like, you know what? You just enjoy your thing without forcing it on me. And I think that's the thing. When we love something or when something makes us feel good we want to share it with those around us but some people a like i said they might not want it they might not be ready for it Mm. and it's not your responsibility to make them happy or change or whatever so yeah i think that is a really key point which again as you said getting older i feel like i'm definitely learning these truths (laughs) as i am getting older that you know it's just it's a the community part the purposeful part and yeah who you allow and who you spend your time and energy with game changing definitely oh Thank you for that, Adrian. I needed that. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let's talk about the mainstream. Yay! Yes, the mainstream. Tell us all about it, what it is, why you started it, how it's going, what you're doing, all of it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about the mainstream. So originally it started off as my first ever guest actually was AJ Adudu. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing AJ tonight. <laughs> and and I, I'm so grateful to her for, for understanding the vision because I didn't know what I was doing. This was 2017. Um... We'd met, we'd had loads of like, you know, mutual, like going to events, events and stuff. Yeah. But we actually were like, oh, you're cool. I like you. So, <laughs> so um, I realised how, how um, what's the word? Like, I'm not a big fan of the word mentor, but like she had this really like cool mentoring vibe around me. And I'm like, I feel like I can ask her anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I feel like people need to experience this. She's got so much wisdom about the industry because I feel like, you know, as much as she's a peer, she's seen different things. So I was like, I've got this idea and I really want to do like an in-depth conversation with you and like have an audience. She's like, yeah, babe. And I'm like, oh, Let's do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so my first ever function for the the mainstream was a live event and Q&A with AJ Dudu and we literally just talked about the industry and people could ask questions and I had my set questions but I really wanted to have that kind of networking environment where people can come and get guidance from someone who's been there done that doing it and um, unfortunately it was a one-off because literally like a month after that event my granddad passed away and that was like the biggest shock to my life ever so I put it on a back burner but I was like this was such a good event I really want to do more stuff like this and like the fact that people are like the networking aspect of it was so good so I was like so it got to 2018 and I'm like I'm gonna do another event but I'm like I want it to be a little bit more low-key just come anybody just come to an event I'll provide food I'll provide drinks again mainstream networking cool everyone loved that someone's like what's next and i'm like oh what's next what's next <laughs> i did a workshop because those are people asking me so how do you become a presenter and i'm like well have you done anything they're like no we don't even know where to begin so we did the mainstream workshop and just like me and a friend called charlotte tahira who's a producer at bbc one extra and all that kind of stuff we showed them radio skills and we showed them tv presenter skills then again, people are like, what's next? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm making this up. <laughs> <laughs> Business planning on the fly. Literally. like, So I'm like, okay, cool. We've done live in-depth conversation. We've done networking. We've done a wor- workshop. What could be next? Podcast. So 2020, of course I dropped it March 2020. I launched <laughs> the mainstream podcast as we went into lockdown. So I had to adapt really quickly from doing in-person interviews to Zooms. And I tried every online platform there was figured out which ones are good or not. And um, from there, started building up the podcast. And then again, same thing again. People are like, what's next? I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm enjoying this. And it was such a creative outlet because I just felt like I was building, again, community of people that want to be on the pod, like share what their experience is. And then, strangely enough, PRs started reaching out. And they're like, hey, do you want to come and like 
cover our, our press screening and like do you want to host the press screening and and all these kind of it became very um i don't know what how to describe it but it became a go-to place for sharing advice about the industry, but also what's happening in the industry. So, you know, we started collabing with, with like organizations like Apprentice Nation, doing panels for them. And I'm like, this is really organically being like a little hub of everything TV, film, media industry. So now I'm actually doing it as a as a creative platform. So yeah. it, it is everything now. So everything that I trialed. Yeah. <laughs> is what we do so it's such a beautiful thing because it was so natural so organic because i'm very much like you know going back to what i said about mentoring people ask me all the all the time oh will you be my mentor or can can i shadow you and i'm like guys i'll be honest with you no day is the same i can't tell you where i'm going to be and what you can follow me to um but if anything i'll 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 have a sit down chat with you or you can come with me to events that I know that I can provide, you know, a space or whatever, or help me if I have an event coming up, you can help me. So we've built a little kind of like team of like organically young women, all women who want to be presenters or want to be producers, events planners. And we just plan stuff now. So now we plan events, we plan networking functions. We we go out and I, like sometimes I can't go to events, but I get invited to a lot of things. Mm. And again, going back to that, mm, can't bother. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but she's really keen. Yeah. Send her to the event. Yeah. She can get the content. She can post it. We'll post it on the mainstream. I've started doing like collab posts. So there's like a young presenter that I, I'm so excited for. Um, her name's Nayana. And um, she's doing an apprenticeship at the BBC right now. But she wanted to join the mainstream and she was like, I really want to be a presenter. When you do an event, can I be the the roaming reporter? And I was like, oh my God, yeah. Yes. The initiative yeah, you alone. See, you see, I was like... Ask the question. Ask yeah, and you shall receive. People literally. don't want to ask. Yeah. So now I send her to events all the time because I'm like, I love this. I love yeah. that she's just like, oh, I'm going to do this for the mainstream. And I'm like, sick. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Go yeah. for it. And that's what I love. I love that there is a place where where young people can now, or, or young creatives rather, can now bring me ideas, create content. I can share the things that, cause I, I, do, I don't know, I do feel, find it really cheesy to be like, come under my wing. I'm like, <laughs> no, there's no wing. Like, let's collaborate. Yeah. Like, what's your idea? Cool, I'm gonna back you. Or, you know, yeah. whatever, vice versa. So it's a creative platform where we provide networking opportunities, um, if there's a job opportunity we're definitely going to let you know about it it's a podcast so you can find advice and tips about the industry from different people whether it's comedians to actors to to hosts and presenters poets had that georgia poet on the pod as well like it's very very much anything creative you can find a person and especially for people of color and uh, that was very unintentional as well but it just so happened like you know emerging talent right now is very diverse, mm. which is so exciting. Yep. So it's very organically become a platform that celebrates diverse talent and new talent. Even though sometimes it's not always new talent because in this game, sometimes it takes 10 years to be yes. an overnight success. Yes. So, yes. so w which has been interesting because we're documenting the journeys and the unique journeys of people because, you know, people like AJ, people like Mo Gilligan, they've been doing it. Oh, yes. But... Who's that new host of The Big Breakfast? Oh, come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> 12 years, you know. 15 years, you know. Come on. Who? Yeah. Big brother, new host. What? Yeah. Who? Yeah. yeah. The person that's been working hard. Yeah. So that's what we like documenting. The fact that 
you probably don't know that they've been doing it for however long they've been doing it. But now the next Mo or the next AJ will be like, wow, that's what I have to do or that's what I can do or sky's the limit. Yeah, and I think this industry, you know, we've talked a lot in this episode, of course, about the highs, the lows, creative industry. But one thing that it is known for is it's kind of, behind closed doors and yeah. that kind of access you know how do you get in how do you get started you know you talked about meeting people but even getting in the room or getting on the guest list or getting at the event to meet the person and yeah. say hi I'm Adrian. hi I'm Ramel so I think that what you've described I can see why so many people would be like yes I can get a little you know information insight a little bit of you know access to yeah. what it takes and and you, like you said initiative people being so willing I think often people you know, we kind of tell people now just, oh, if you've got a phone, you know, if you listen to someone like Gary V back in the yeah, day or yeah. people telling young people nowadays, you know, if you've got a phone, you can do it. You know, start uploading your stuff. But uploading my stuff to where? Yeah. To who? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to my to my four views. Yeah. So I think as much as I would encourage people to, of course, say start and learn and use what you have today, use the resources that you have, get started. Yeah. But I think having a platform like that where people can learn, listen and actively, you know, show initiative and getting involved and engaged is yeah. I can see why it's just been so popular. It's just so like like I said, the business plan didn't exist. Yeah. To this day, I've never written a business plan. Like the mainstream is just whatever comes up next. Like literally, I've don't spend st- too much time with me, Ramel. <laughs> By the end of this year, it should be like business plan year one, year three, well, year five. The joke is, I actually am. I'm going to do a business plan because, like, recently this year, for some reason, 2023 feels really different. And like, I like to give a word every year, mm-hmm. and um, this year's word is reset. Okay. And I came in being like cool everything needs to change i need to do everything differently i've been researching hard like you know how do you get more podcast listeners and how do you get engagement and how do you get brand partnerships but then on on the on the flip side as well i'm like just on i've become a linkedin obsessed girl it's linkedin's where it's at you know i've been saying it i've been telling people because this is you know we talked about the unseen work yeah a lot of the unseen work that i do people in my close circle or whatever would know this but a lot of people wouldn't i'm a strategy person yeah so i've done brand strategy i do consulting you know whether that's for startups i'm on you know advisory boards for some global companies and strategy is my jam so when i'm saying to you (laughs) stick with me all these things you're talking about now i'm like linkedin been saying it having a plan having you know it doesn't have to be a one year three year five year but having a plan with measurable outcomes yes. I'm all about measurable outcomes if someone says to me i want to earn more money I'm like what does that mean yeah how much more 10 percent to 20 percent what are we talking here or someone says i want to get fit adrian i want to what does that mean do you yeah. want to improve strength do you want to improve cardio do you want to get what is the metric that we are going to measure this success yeah. what is the goal what is the timeline for this goal how do you define a win or a loss is it 80% is a win you know I'm very strategic where's my notepad yeah (laughs) but I think it's important because having the creativity having the energy having the passion having the network you have got every single piece of the puzzle and the strategy just aligns it and I think I want people as well to hear that because it's important it's not uh, calculated or it's not Mm. you know what I mean it's not when even the words things like network people go oh because they just want to be organic and it should just be Fun. And it's you can have both. You yeah. can be strategic. You can be very intentional. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what you're going to do. Thank and to just you. sprinkle a bit of strategy on yeah. top. I am going to do a business <laughs> plan, guys. I am. But I think at the same time as well, I'm really just enjoying the fact that whatever job or booking and and that's the thing like i've removed myself as well from the mainstream like as much as i'm the founder and like you know i oversee it i do want young creatives to come in and like be like i've got this idea can you just back it 
Yes, yeah. let's right. do that. So whatever it is, and, and uh, this is an open call. If you are interested in the creative industry and you feel like you have something to offer, you have an idea and you just want, you know, someone to sit down and talk it through. Like I've actually been doing like, I wouldn't say consulting, but like sitting down with creators mm. and being like, so what is it you want to do? Okay, cool. Let's talk about that. Let's mm. Let's see what else you can do maybe i can help you maybe you can help me and then we can do it together so, so. this is the call out so where should they send their ideas or their email <laughs> send your demo yes <laughs> all right no please do get in touch um you can follow the mainstream at the mainstream uk on uh twitter instagram facebook we even have a mainstream linkedin account as well um and yeah you can find my email info on all my platforms as well or info at romellelondon.com i literally love when people reach out and just be like hey nice to meet you and i will literally be like nice to meet you too let's chat love it all right we'll also put a link to the mainstream in the show notes as well okay final final part of the podcast i ask every single guest of course about their power hour yes so this is the first hour of every single day doesn't matter really what time for me i'm kind of like the earlier the better because (laughs) life happens and there's distractions later on in the day and there's Lots of challenges on our time, energy and attention. But first thing in the morning, that first golden, powerful hour, I love to know what people do with it. So tell us, are you laughing? I want to know why you're laughing. What time do you typically wake up and what does the first hour of your day usually include? It's so embarrassing. (laughs) Okay, first of all, my time, my scheduled time on my phone to wake up is always nine o'clock. So the reason is because I know I'm a late, late, late owl. (gasps) How late? Like, on average, is it late? 2 a.m.? <gasps> yeah, I thought so. Oh. Yeah, I go to bed really late. And it's like, for some reason, I can't go to bed before midnight. What are you doing at that time? Is this because of your work lifestyle or is this just your DNA? What are you doing until that time? So sometimes I could be at an event until probably like 10, 11 and then the wind down like you've got to watch yeah, something yeah, okay. for me like and especially me and my husband we've got to watch something before we go to bed we can't just be like back home from an event go to bed like we're like what should we watch oh should we watch it like right now we're watching um binging rupaul's drag race so we're like got to watch a bit of rue <laughs> before bed maybe one it before bed and it is midnight i am sweating over here <laughs> maybe one one of one one episode two Two if we're lucky. So that's what kind of rolls us into like the one, 2 a.m. time frame. But I'm trying to get seven or eight hours sleep. So that's why my alarm clock is nine Mm. because I know I'm probably going to be up to one Mm. on average. Try and get that seven or eight hours sleep. So nine is usually. But if I have something I know I need to be at, Mm. obviously that changes. But my (laughs) morning routine is guaranteed pick up my phone, go to the bathroom. (laughs) Mel, you know what? I might cut this episode short. And the only, I'm joking, I'm joking. All this is a judgment-free zone. The only thing I'm going to say is because my, if there's any young people listening who I, obviously it's different because you are not going to school, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason I say this is because often when I've worked with young people as a mentor, they have said to me, I'm like, tell me the truth. What time do you go to bed? And obviously sleep, as we know, is incredibly important. It's important for our health. It's important for our mental health, important for our ability to function, focus, all these things. So when they're telling me they go to bed two o'clock, 
o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning. And I am just like pleading with them to just bring it forward. You know, I'm like, I don't start off with let's go to bed at 10. Yeah. I'm saying to them, you know, can we make it midnight every night for this week? Yeah. Next week, it's going to be 1130. And I kind of try to creep it back because they have got to get up for school. Yeah, of course. So that's course. the difference because they might hear you and be like, see, I can stay up till two in the morning no, on no, Snapchat. No. I know? don't advise it. And annoyingly, I get these crazy like inspirational moments at like so I'll, there's been times where I'll open my laptop at 11 and I'm like let's just do some research and I'm like what am I doing like there's been times where it's like 3am and I'm like what are you doing but sometimes inspiration just slaps me and I'm like I have to see this through like yeah, yeah. I, need, I need and I'll be watching like YouTube like I really love like things that like keynote speaks and all that kind of stuff so I'll be listening to like a keynote from someone writing notes and I'm like what am I doing but it's just when it hits me like yeah. th- that it's just so random sometimes and like yeah in the morning i'm really bad like you know i'll straight away instagram and all that kind of stuff it's terrible that's why i was laughing because i'm why like, you say, okay questions because why are you firstly why are you saying it's bad and it's terrible because if it's making you feel bad and terrible then i'm gonna be like yeah it is but are you saying it's bad and terrible because you know typically people say and especially on a show like this we've had so many guests that talk about their morning routine some people they're up at five doing breath work and yoga some people they're up at six doing a cold shower and a run some people are just up getting the kids ready feeding the cat feeding the dog some people everyone's is different yeah but why are you saying i go on my phone straight away it's so bad it's so terrible why is it bad and terrible does it make you feel bad no. Or do you just feel like you should be doing something else which would be better? So this is why I was laughing so hard. <laughs> because I always, um, this is so, tra- like, this is me TMIing right now. Phone on the toilet. No, no. Literally. No. And it can, <laughs> it can be a number one. And okay, I will be gonna, there for gonna, half an hour. Okay, okay, fine. I thought you were going to say something else. I was no, like, no, no. And that's all we got time for. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm like. What am I doing? Like, literally, I'll start scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You know, you just go to the toilet and then you're like, I'll usually put on the shower as well. I'm like, uh, intentional. I'm planning on getting in the shower. Okay, well, the thing Time about this is... Time has just flown. But the good thing about this is people love... You're honest and the candidness because often people don't tell the truth, right? We know that. So yeah, they'll go, I oh, help I it. never... And then you say, let me see your screen time. If you ever ask people on the spot, let's see the screen time on the phone. And that's, again, young people, don't do it to them because they'll never speak to you again. Yeah. But I think it's important because... Sometimes, you know, we do want to hear, okay, this is a really great routine. This is something to try. This is something to, I say that to people all the time. Just give it a try. You might have to do it forever, but there are seasons in your life. And as the seasons change literally of the weather, my life and my power hour and my morning routine and my commitments change. So I often say to people, just give things a try. But also I think some people will be so relieved to hear. They're like, oh my gosh, she is actually doing the most. She's loving her life and she's getting up and scrolling through her phone on the toilet because a lot (laughs) of people do it. It's so bad. But I I literally, do you know what though? That's a recent habit. It it never used to be that bad because usually I, um, I'd say last year, my habit was really, really, I was in a good routine. I'd get up, first thing, I'd do a workout at home or go for a run. But I was very committed to a a workout routine because I was preparing for my wedding. Mm -hmm. And since then, I have become such a like, I'm a homebody. So I'm so... She's like, I got the man now. (laughs) (laughs) But I think my routine is so um, laid back now 
Like, I'm like, do I want to do a workout? Maybe. Like, this week I did two workouts. I aimed to do three. And I was like, mm, it happens. Like, you didn't do the three. It's okay. Because for me, I don't do workouts at the weekend. My weekends are Saturday on radio. And then Sunday is my church family day. So I try and do workouts Monday to Friday. So that's why I'm like, oh, oopsie. But this this new kind of lazing in the morning is just like, I can't lie, I'm being an opportunist. Mm. I'm like, if I do have time to just do nothing, mm. I'm, I'm I'm doing it, I'm milking it. Otherwise- comfortable season. Yeah. Comfortable season. <laughs> it is a very comfortable. Yeah. And I, I do almost feel like I'm preparing for something. Mm. Like, I, I don't know, I've got a good feeling about this this year. And I, I am being that, you know, that duvet day moment. Like, it's okay, you can Rest do it. Rest now because you're going to need it. Yeah. yeah. Something in me is telling me, do it now. Yes. Because later, you're going to be booked and busy, girl. You're going to be booked and busy. <laughs> you're going to be up early. You're going to be joining Adrian with the power hour. And you'll be like, you know what? I'm glad that I had that season of comfort where I was rested. That's rested. A- well, you know what? You look rested. You look oh. well. No, you do. You look well. You look, you. you know, you look glowing. You look happy. You look well and you look rested. So it's working for you. It's I'm literally wearing a track like, like the most like fluffiest, comfiest tracksuit. It is definitely comfy season for me. So great, um, great. I'm milking it. We love to see it. Well, I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being so honest and candid and sharing your energy and your wisdom and your joy with us all. Please do, honestly, when we saw, when I interview these wonderful people and they say, you know, reach out here, you know, look at what they're doing, get involved and yeah, take a moment to, if you're feeling inspired, if you're feeling motivated, use that feeling. Do something with it. Don't let it go to waste. And as always, I will be back next week with another episode. Thank you so much, Ramel. Thank you, Adrian. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.